Welcome back to another episode of Manifest Mindset. Today we're here again with me, Bob Chang, and Nick Davis. Absolutely, we're here, ready to go. And as all you guys know, there's many ways that this episode can end, but only one way it can, can one way it can begin. So, reach into my pocket, take it out my wallet. Let's find this three hundred dollar oh. check. This three hundred dollar check. This is the way it always starts. I like it. I mean, it's gonna like wear it out soon. The the check. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like you said before last week, we're going to probably hang it up. Or I'm going to hang it up. If, if, if you never check it in, cash it in. That's what I told Bob. So. so check is on the table now. But what I told Bob is I want him, one, to never let me cash a check. Yeah. And what I want him to do is when he does have his business thriving, going after it even more in life, how people of business often will hang up their first dollar earned, Bob's hanging this check for the first $300 never lost. Wait, is that really what it is? The dollar is the first dollar earned? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I know. It's just not like a special dollar or something. I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like it. That's a, it's a good move. I'm excited for that. Fantastic. Hopefully, I'll never, you'll never check cash it in. Exactly. But um, we're still having productive conversations, so I, I feel like we're getting something out of it. Though. Absolutely. I don't know if you feel that way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But Yeah, so, Bob, talk about um, what the goals you set for this week. So the goals I set for this week? Yeah. So basically it was, I think it was to do a webinar last Thursday again Yep. Um, at 8 p.m. Yep. And then doing Facebook ads, setting Facebook ads on Sunday and then releasing them Tuesday-ish, Monday, Tuesday-ish. Yep. Um, and, I, and I did it. You did I, it. I can't believe it. Um, so when I first, so how the ad process works yeah. on Facebook is... You just put like you put a targeted market, uh, like who you want to target with the ads, and then you put like some copy, which is basically the the written text. Okay. And how do you decide what target audience you wanted for this? So, um, so my like whole smish smosh of everything is like I like that description. Great <laughs> adjectives. <laughs> smish smosh is like basically diets are basically tactics. Yep. Um, whereas habits are foundations, and then every diet out there is teaching, is setting you up for, for failure because they don't really teach you the foundation. No foundation works. habits. Are, I like that habits are foundation. Yeah, so that's where I'm trying to create a niche. Um, and there's also like this idea of red ocean, blue ocean. Okay. I think we talked about this before, yeah. but blue ocean is like, uh, so red ocean. There's like sharks everywhere. Very saturated. Very saturated. And then blue ocean is where there's no competition, and you want to find your niche, your market in that blue ocean. Yep. Um, Dr. Jerry actually mentioned this the other day, and I, was, I got excited from that. But um, that's where I'm at, and who I'm targeting are basically 29 to 45 year olds mm-hmm. who have special interest in diets. So okay. the keto diet, the plant-based diet, all those diets. You go on for thousands yep. and thousands. Um, so those who, those are people are targeted because I, in my mind, my thought process is like if they had an interest in that diet and they've been on it and they failed, yep. they, they like theoretically would still be like in the system for like the Facebook system saying okay. that they liked that. Right. Um, but they, since they went on the diet and they failed yep. or I assume they failed, they're going to try my option. Talk about that with all new Facebook's privacy setting. It's not only have I tried this diet, have I done this, but did I succeed or not? Who knows? We'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that's 
that's how I set up my ad. That's okay. how I targeted. I don't know if it's working. Well, so far I spent five bucks. Okay. Which isn't a lot. The first few times the ad itself like failed. Yep. Like it didn't process it because there's like Facebook, like you said, and like the rules yep. increased. So I, I couldn't like say, have you failed to die before? Like I can't, couldn't like create a, like a negative connotation to the okay. people. Um, so I had to like change the language. Yep. Like I think I did it five times before I actually released it. Okay. And I don't, still don't know if the, the ad's actually like a good ad or not. Right. Um, but sometimes you just have to test the water and see. Yeah. So, so one thing that I really want to do is like test the water, see if it works, mm-hmm. edit it and then do it again. Right. So usually where I fall off is I do it once, then I look at it, see if it's bad. And then I just if quit. it's bad, toss it out. Never go back to it again. Yeah, and then I never set up an ad again. That was like my previous experience with ads, yep. um, and that's why for this I want to make sure that I look at the ad, see if it's doing good or not. Yep. Then edit it as needed, and then going back to it again and starting um, it over again. Well, I mean that's the whole idea of failure as feedback. I'm not saying that you're failing or you're succeeding necessarily and oftentimes it's very easy to see the black and the white of success or failure but when we have moments where we're in that gray area that in between where okay I might have got part of the end result I wanted but was my process really what I want at the heart of my mission that I'm going after yeah. or you may have thought you did pretty well but the results just didn't come in and mm-hmm. so many areas in between we have to be, as yourself, going after a business, but in all of us as future PTs in our clinical practice, we have to take the time to understand why we do what we do yep. and to learn from those little failures. Even if everything goes great with the patient, even the treatment goes good, yep. what could I have done better to help this person? Exactly. Like, going off of your point, even if like you do an exercise that doesn't help the patient, yep. you don't just stop the program completely. Like you don't stop all the exercises, you just readjust right. exactly. as needed. And that's like the mentality I need to take yep. when it comes to these ads, I think. Yeah. I don't know if <laughs> you agree. No, but it makes sense. And the, and the difference is, is that with patients, you know, we have these clinical tests and measures and clinical reasoning, and we have ways of assessing what's worked or not. And when it doesn't work, why didn't it work? Yeah you have a little bit more of a curveball going on because you have these advertisements. And the feedback you get based on the advertisements are, did it draw people in or did it not draw people in? Yeah. So how do you, when you say that, you know, you want to critique these ads, make them better, um, what pops in my mind too is we have to be careful of not changing our message week by week all the time. Because sometimes consistency is important. I know you talked before, Bob, about people needing a certain number of times. I think the number might have been around seven. But a certain number of exposures before they're convinced or before you've got that buy-in from them. You're right. So if each one of your quote-unquote exposures is exposing them to something different, it's a very delicate balance not to give a mixed message versus... I think I can help you. Yeah. I I like that. I I totally agree. Um and that makes sense. So I guess the question or one of many questions comes down to what's at the heart 
of your message for your business. And this may sound redundant because you eat, sleep, and breathe this. But what's what's at the heart of your mission? What do you want for people? So what do I want for people? What is my mission statement? Yeah, your mission statement. <laughs> so where where I come from originally is somebody unconfident, somebody unable to like look somebody in the eye and say, mm-hmm. hello, I'm Bob Chang, yep. or, and shake somebody's hand. Um, and that was mostly due to how I felt mentally and how uh, a big part of that was from how I looked physically. Yep. Um, and, and so I would, those were thoughts you were perceiving in your own head. Yes. Yep. And I thought that was it was because of my like physical features because I was very like chubby and fat. Yep. Um, and I would try like super strict dieting. Um, so when I first started, I would just run and not eat anything. <laughs> Oh boy, <laughs> that, that was my uh, that was my plan. That yeah. was my diet plan, um, and I sticked with it for six months. Okay, and it was the worst time of my life. I believe it. Uh, I, I would be extremely hangry if I ran all day and I ate nothing. Yeah, no, it's um, I got into so many fights with my mom too, mm. so I, I was like one of the. Now, like, gotten fight if you don't mind me asking, gotten fights with your mother about what you were doing, or well, just agitated and happened to get in. No, no, like, I didn't just hit my mom just out of a whim. Oh, right, right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I don't want to insinuate that now. No, but, like, um, like, so one one example I could think of, like, I was at a Chinese restaurant. Yep. Uh, like, a, fa- a fancy Chinese restaurant with my family in China. Yep. Um, and there were plates of food everywhere. Now, we're in, in China. I'm just curious. I think it was Shanghai, Shanghai. Okay, yep. Yeah, um, I've been to Shanghai, so just, yeah. Yeah, but there were plates of food everywhere. Basically, uh, in China, you, there's like a big plate of foods in the middle of the table, and then everybody grabs the food yep. and put it, puts it on their own plate. So two separate rotating circles. Yes. Family style. Yep. Yeah. Um, is that what it's called? Rotating style? I, I, Bob, sometimes I just make <laughs> up words. You know, like how we have, um, well, for spine, you know, in the SI joint, you have yeah. Stork's test, Gillette's test, and they probably have four or five different names. They're all the same thing. Okay. Yeah. So sometimes I'm guilty of making up my own name for things based on description. I like it. But as PTs, we're trying to do that a little bit. As we, again, big side tangent here, but as we move more from a classification diagnosis system with our patients of pathoanatomical terms of I have an L5 herniated disc to I have a posterior lateral flexion base back pain dot 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 so that now the description of your diagnosis actually influences your treatment okay yes and so i guess where i'm going with this side tangent is that as long as what i'm saying makes sense for my patient for my audience yeah i'm allowed the freedom to i like add words here and there i like it what did i say before swiss wash Yes. Something. <laughs> yes. I'm not, Something don't like that. Quote me on that, but I believe so. Yeah. But but back to my story. Yes. So there was this round table, two round tables with like food on it, and I was grabbing plates. Yep. No, I was, I was you grab food and put it on your plate. Yep. Um, so everybody was like happy and like eating food, enjoying themselves. But then there was me, with my plate empty. Yeah. Um, so everybody was again enjoying their foods. So my mom took a whole whopping pound, literally a pound of shrimp, slammed it on my plate. And just told me to eat it. Um, and that time, like I, I was, I still wasn't eating. I was still doing. I was still running. 
Um, and I just got like super agitated because there was food on my plate and I didn't want to eat. Yeah, so, talk, talk about a challenging snare to work through. Here you are trying to push through your boundaries, trying yeah. to say, I want to lose this weight. Yeah. And again, you know you weren't doing it right. Yeah. But at the time, you didn't realize that. And here you are with your family, and they're enjoying everything, and you're kind of miserable. Yeah. Yeah. No. And yeah, no, that, that's exactly... I was, I was miserable, and then I started to yell at my mom, and then yep. we got into an argument, and that, like, happy situation of the family dinner yeah. with, like, in a fancy Chinese restaurant with round tables um, just didn't turn out great. Yeah. Um, and then, like, I knew that I had to find a different way, like, strict dieting and, like crash dieting and running all the time couldn't do it right so i had to find something else that will work on the foundational piece rather than the tactics of running and not eating anything yeah and that's where the, the habits came in and like started to add protein with with my meals every meal adding eating veggies with my meals all those habits eventually came together and i guess built who i am and that's yeah. where my message um becomes and after i started to instill these habits into me i became more confident like I'm doing a podcast right now talking to you right um I would have never been able to do this a few years ago but um I can now be able to look somebody in the eye and say hi my name is Bob Chang you know that's that's my journey that's my mission statement that was like a long long side tangent to my mission statement but basically it's to help people lose fat and, and boost their confidence um without strict dieting without crash dieting and just being able to enjoy their life and foods um, they want to eat. I right? love it because, That's, you know, Bob, your your story isn't just one of, I want this for you. It's one of personal triumph for yourself. Yeah. And that you want other people to have literally a taste of it, so you actually want them to eat. Yep. But you <laughs> want them to have a strong taste. And so many, when I look at my mentors and the people around me, so many of the greatest teachers that I know have had a period of time where they're in that valley, where they're in a darker place where they have to find a way to come out of it. Yeah. It might not necessarily be innate, but because as you start, I'm not saying you're there yet, but as you start climbing and getting closer and closer to that peak of the mountain, you appreciate so much more the height and the beauty yeah. from being down in that lower valley. Yeah. There's, um, I don't know if you remember this, but that's like an asymptote Yep. in math class. Yep. You you learn so much and then keeps on going and going, but you never reach mastery. Never reach it. Um, and I think that's, I'm just piggybacking off yeah. what you just said. Um, and also, one thing that I, I was like learning about um, a few months prior is usually when people start out, now, just to clarify, a few months prior to now or a few months prior to your journey yep, back Yep, a then? few months prior to now. I was reading okay. a book. Yep. Um, it's called Expert Secrets by Russell Brunson. Yep, yeah, you're telling me about this yeah. book. Yeah, but like, so there's two phases of somebody like an expert okay. or a, lear a learner. So basically the first phase is the growth phase. Yep. So they learn as much as they can. They, for me, I was learning all I can do, uh, all everything about habits, how to lose weight, like everything. Um, but there reaches a point where you can't learn anymore or, like, there's just not enough to to increase your contribution to the world. All right. Interesting. So, 
because I'm just trying to ponder that about the idea of not able to learn anymore. So is it you're not able to learn anymore because there's only so much space in your mind or because it's the new things you're learning well, aren't practical? Or I'm well, just curious. Well, to, to bring value to you. So there's okay. only so much that you can learn to bring value to you, right? Okay. So um, the way that the second phase after that growth phase is the contribution phase. Gotcha. Where the only way for you to grow and learn more is by contributing contri- contributing to the yep. world and like teaching your knowledge to other people. Absolutely. Does that make sense? That makes a ton of sense. Yeah, so that's where like the two phases are and I feel like I'm slightly transferring over to that contribution phase, although absolutely. I'm still growing. I mean, growing. By, by reaching out to people, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and um, I forgot what I was going to say, but basically when you start out, you're going to suck no matter what, right? <laughs> you're, you're, you're always going to suck. I I love the confidence you said that with. <laughs> but, <laughs> I am Bob Chang, I am awful, but I'm getting better. No, but like <laughs> every expert sucks in the beginning, oh, yeah. right? No, and I completely agree. Yeah. That's why I love it. That's why I love the honesty that you admitted with because for anything we do for PTs when we go out in these clinicals, yeah, man, you're trying to do your best, but yeah. there's to a certain extent you don't know what you don't know yeah. until you know it. Exactly. And then once you know it, that's when the real lesson comes in of knowing how much you don't know. Exactly, yes, yes. And then as time goes on, like... You, you learn more, yep. and you suck less, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm not going to get over that. <laughs> so that, that's basically where I'm at. But going back to the returning to the, to the Facebook ads yeah. and that, keeping, that idea of keeping the message the same, um, I feel like I can keep the message the same. It's just tweaking, like, the copy. Yep. So basically how the text is, are written mm-hmm. so it can, uh, like, attract more people. Gotcha. Um, so, like, the, the psychology behind it. And I've seen some of the work you've done with, because um, you used to do Instagram posts and things like that, yes. right? Yeah, so talk to us a little bit about that and what your kind of idea was for reaching out through that way. Because it seemed to have, at least from my perspective, a similar kind of flavor to some of the advertisements. Yeah, yeah. So on Instagram, I I write like a blog post. That's yep. where I blog. Um, and it's just... Two, twice a day, I, I put out a blog post with a picture, mm-hmm. um, something that is in the line with my message, yep. and then I share it out to the world. People can comment, like it, um, and if it's basically, I'm, I'm documenting the journey of me, yeah, along with giving knowledge to bits of knowledge out there. Okay. Um, so what they say in like the marketing world, and is, j- just before interrupting you for a second, Bob, yep. what's your um, Instagram page in case anybody who's listening is interested in checking oh. that out? It's at Gains Therapy. Gains, Gains Therapy. therapy. I love but like, it. In, in the marketing world, they tell you um, when you post content, you want to post not the the how to do something, yep. but instead the what and the why. Okay. Um, because that really helps the, the person viewing the content like really ponder about it. Yeah. And then eventually they want to know how to do the how. Because you're getting at that emotional side of it. Yes. The, yeah, the, just like you said, you don't need to overcomplicate the why. Yes. And because if you just tell somebody how to do that before they're motivated for it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, you think of... They're not going to do it. Right. You think of a lot of kids growing up and, you know, they'll hear something and you can throw any kind of role model figure in there for you. But if you're a six-year-old and 
your, you know, your first grade teacher tells you something or whatever, something to do, you're not feeling it. Yeah. You don't want to do that, so you don't do it. They, they told you how to do it. Yes. But somebody else in your life can tell you the exact same message, and all of a sudden, boom, miracle, it's done. You're right. You're 100% right. It's like, it's like on the internet, there's all this information out there. You go yep. to a library and, like, find pretty much anything. Yep. Like, you could build a rocket from the stuff on the internet. Other than the CIA will be after you. <laughs> But but like, sorry, that's a different if, story. But if you build a rocket, well, it, like the, the information's out there to like right. build a rocket, like nobody does it. I mean, <laughs> but like if somebody like Elon Musk tells you exactly the step by step on how to do um, the rocket, how to build a rocket, you, you're more likely to do it because it's from somebody that you trust, and like there's and more they, of a reason. They have, while they don't tell you the reason why, yeah, they live by example and show you the reason why. For themselves. Yes. And so that's that a little bit it. about what you're trying to do right now, Bob. You are extremely leading by example for this movement about, what was it you said? The foundation of habits? Yes, the foundations of, of losing weight. Instead of focusing on tactics, we're focusing yep. on the foundations. Yep. Exactly. And so by you implementing those, by you finding success, and like you said, continuing to learn, continuing to refine that success for yourself, and success in helping others... Yeah. That's what we're going after. That's that's a lot. That can't be the only why message, but that's a lot of the why message. Yeah. So so one of my mentors told me that like, so sometimes I, I like become lazy and don't post as much. Like okay. maybe once a day rather than twice a day. Yep. Um, and one of my mentors was telling me, uh, if you don't post twice a day, yep. somebody might not see that. Okay. And that gives you one less opportunity to change their life. So that second post that you didn't post might yep. have been that why for that person right. to make that change, right? So that's that's what should be driving you um, because you if you post more, you have more of an opportunity to make a change and, like, spread your message out there, right? Absolutely. Yeah, more of a um, place to make that contact because a lot of people, they – when you put your message out there, you don't know who it's going to hit and why. Yeah. Now, you have your target audience, but you don't know exactly what's going on for this person for a certain reason of their life. I mean, it's like all the times where you turn the radio on and randomly somehow it's a song that you just need to hear in that moment for whatever reason in life it's there. Yeah. Well, Bob, what if that post is that song, that musical life that somebody just needs to hear in that moment? And it's a game changer. It's a life changer. It's a game changer. Yeah. And, you know, one game changer at a time. Exactly. That's what we're trying to do here. Wow. That, wow, this is great. Like, just talking about it. Yep. And, like, process, like, you could think about it and know it, like, all you want. But, yep. like, it isn't until, like, you really talk about it and really, like, explain to somebody else or, like, have a conversation with somebody else where you really internalize it. Exactly. Well, that's what I feel. Yeah. Um. So I appreciate you being here Absolutely. and talking with me and talking about the goals. But how have you been doing? How's the, the course? I've been doing great. Um, so, again, just to clarify, guys, so we had – this is officially one week from when classes have began for us back at physical therapy school at Ithaca College. And um, we'll go back to myself in a minute real quick coming up. But um, something, too, Bob, that you brought up in the past is when school starts, when – 
life happens, when things get busy. Yep. Not only how, because the question isn't how are you going to keep yourself doing this and going after this. Yep. But it's why. And the best part is you've already answered the why tonight. And you keep answering the why every single time we meet. And, you know, you came in here saying, hey, Nick, look, here's my schedule got laid out for the day. Cross this off, cross this off, cross this off. And we're going after these things. We're going after life. Keep doing it. And you are. It's one step at a time. Just when you're in doubt in life, in a lot, and this isn't just you but everybody, sometimes the best thing is just to keep going straight. Keep going straight. Keep going forward. That should be the name of this podcast. Keep going straight. Wait, Bob, we can't rename the podcast. We already named the podcast. <laughs> Don't give people mixed ideas. Yeah, you're right. Um, but yeah, so a lot of what this podcast is about, the Manifest Mindset podcast, you yeah. can put keep going straight in parentheses if you want, <laughs> is bringing our internal dreams, whether we have consciously spent time thinking about them, analyzing them or not bringing those closer to the external, bringing them from this powerful internal idea that motivates us, the reason why, and bridging the gap, bridging the gap between where we are now and who we are capable of becoming, who we keep chasing after in life. Yeah. And while we have a lot of great mentors and a lot of great people to look up to, that's not necessarily who I look up to. Okay. Because what I get most excited about is thinking of myself three, five, ten years from now, thinking of who I can be with a great imagination and possibility and trying to beat that. Huh. Interesting. And so I am am a little bit competitive. Um, I do have a little bit of edge to me, but... I'm just very excited for the future, very excited for what I can be, very excited for what I can do. Um, so I'm pulling out my phone right now. Okay. And for the last, not quite year, but pretty close to a year coming up, I've had a reminder, a notification on my calendar every morning at 7 a.m., Okay. every evening at 9 p.m. And what happens... Wow, this is, this is it. When that know this was noti- notification comes up, very simple words. Nick Davis, my name, PT, DPT, OCS, CMPT, CSCS. And I'll show you right here. Now, I've only got the CSCS right now. And these little letters... Um, these things, those aren't the end result, and I'll probably, I'll get those and I'll get more properly, but that's not why I'm doing it. What I talked on a, um, about a previous episode of this podcast earlier was the idea of fusing your goals with your identity. So going into the future, imagining who you can be, who you are meant to be what you set out to do, are then coming back into the past, into the present moment, while you're still the future person. Huh. That's interesting. And having, now again, still understanding that you're you're not there, that you need to 
have the experiences, you need to have the perspective, you need to have the learning opportunities to make those things happen. But for me, it's putting in the effort, putting in the hard work to get after those things. You know, that's, that's nice. It's a check. It's a checking the box. But the best part about it is not these letters I get after my name, the knowledge I get from my patients. It is the person that I have become in order to achieve these things. Because by the time I get to my goal, by the time I can taste my goal, it's like, yeah, that makes sense. It's like, we're here, we're here, it's good, I enjoy it. And you know, I take, again, celebrate your achievements, take a moment to celebrate. But then it's on to the next thing in life, and how can you become even better? And I don't, I'm not necessarily a big advocate for, you know, scraping up a ton of accolades and things to build your ego. You have to truly believe in yourself from the heart and believe in what you're doing and why you're doing it. All the way through. But the motivation, the success comes from within and comes from understanding that every step along the way from where I am now to get to where I'm going to be two years from now, I have needed to transform myself to get there. And it's, when I celebrate, it's the celebration of the transformation that I get most excited about. Oh, my God. It's, so what you're saying is like, it's not about the end goal. It's about the process. It's about the process and about who I, not only who I become incidental along the way, yep. but who I have to become. And the self-pride and enjoyment of being that person. Wow. That's deep. Because, you know, I can have all these different mentors, and I do. I have a lot of people that I look up to and I want to emulate certain things they do. But they're not Nick Davis. Not a chance. You're right. You're Nick Davis. Right. You're Bob Chang. <laughs> I'm Bob Chang. This is Manifest Mindset. We're getting after it. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and I think it also is important, too, in times like this where we're striving, we're moving forward, we're going after, we're going after life. We're going after the best of ourselves and hopefully trying to give back and contribute to the best of others. It's important to take time and reflect on where you've come from. Just like you were doing earlier, Bob, mm -hmm. talking about, um, you know, your struggle, your journey through this. I think a mistake that I have made in my somewhat recent past was I neglected that. I neglected parts of the uphill battle that I had to face to get to where I am today. Mm -hmm. And what happened was I had the intense struggle to get to that point. But once I'm at that point, my mindset was, oh, I'm never going to be that person again. And I'm not. I know it. I know I won't. I'm never going to be that person again who made all those foolish mistakes, who was doing all these dumb things that wasn't even true to who I was. I'll never be that again. Because it's true, I won't. But I took it as just the status quo of who I am now. And what that allowed me to do was just be the little 1% complacent. And still make progress and still go after life, but 
slower and if I slacked off a little bit here and there, I'd allow myself to. What I recently took the mindset of is remembering the struggle, remembering every step along the way, and the idea of holding the line. So if I'm walking up the mountain and I've gotten to a certain elevation, I'm not going down. Because what happens is you can have something come down and try and push me out of the way, but I'm either taking a step forward or I'm staying right there. It's not complacency to fall back down because by remembering the struggle and remembering the hard work, you're continuously reteaching your body, your mind, everything you are, how to attack and how to go after life. And so for me, it's like I have my back against the wall a little bit in a really good way. Mm-hmm. Because if your back's against the wall, where are you going to go? Forward. Just keep going straight. Exactly. Keep going straight. Because if your back is to the wall, there's only one way you can go. So ev- And the brain is a powerful thing. So even if there is no true physical wall on my back or even an emotional wall on my back or whatever it might be, in my mind, there's a wall right on my shoulder blades. So with every step forward, I will not regress. I'll keep on going and I'll keep on striving. And some days... That means I am standing still holding my ground fighting to stay at that wall. Yeah. And other days I'm marching, I'm cruising right through. Now we all have those good days, we all have those bad days. So so just to clarify for people listening and for myself, but like, so how do you maintain, make sure that you don't regress back? Great question. Um, Because, you know, when you talk about these Habits. Yep. They have to be habits of growth. Because growth is a verb, it's an action upon itself. The way I think about it is I compare acceleration to velocity. If you have a habit of doing something, a habit of one action, that's a velocity. That's a speed you go at, that is a habit you execute. That's meters per second. But if you have an acceleration, so if habit's one level, and then it's something you do, what if your habit that you have is a habit of continued success, is a habit upon improving all the processes that you do? So the habit isn't just doing something and doing that every day. The habit is doing something every day and getting better and better and better at that with the constant expectation not to eat five cups, cups of vegetables a day, mm-hmm. but to constantly improve just a little bit to give yourself that edge. And so for me, if I'm always working on pushing ahead and going through with that faster, everybody has times where they slow down in life. Yeah. My difference is when I slow down, I go from acceleration, from having a strong acceleration to having a strong velocity. That's my coasting. It's like when you're going 75 miles, uh, keep it legal, when you're going 65 <laughs> miles down the highway and you got to coast, you take your foot off the gas for a bit, you go 60, 
then 65. So six, other way around, 60, then 55. Too many people in life make the mistake of going down the road. Oh shit, I'm coming up to a toll. Slam, speed up to go to the toll. Slam on the brake. Speed up, slam on the brake. Speed up, slam on the brake. They're stopping their momentum. They are stopping themselves from moving forward in life. And, I mean, the laws of physics tell us that. The force of friction, static friction, to get something's movement, to give it inertia, takes far more energy than kinetic friction because you're already moving. You're already going in the right direction. So for myself, it's reinforced habits that build upon themselves, that continuously try and make me better at what I'm doing. Wow. And that's one of the ways I keep moving forward. Wow. That is great. I like it. So we talked about the $300, and Bob, it sounds like that um, you got it. You got it back. Oh, thanks, Nick. But do you, do you want to talk more about, like, your course, like, uh, like your yeah. spine course? or? Yeah, so, um, yeah, I can talk about that quickly. So a couple weeks ago, I talked on the podcast. We just um, finished up a cervical course, a course in the cervical spine. Um, I'm taking another course through the same institute, the North American Institute of Orthopedic Manual Therapy. Um, it's a lumbo-pelvic course. So I'll be heading out um, just outside of Boston for that. And it's a really um, well-designed course. I've had the instructor once before. Um, great guy. He has a practice out of Maine. But anyways, it's a continuing education course similar to what I've done before with a lot of other PTs coming to the course. Usually it's anywhere from about 12 to 20 of us um, PTs there. And getting a chance to We've already done a lot of lecture stuff, a full day's course ahead of time. And then we have two days in there for primarily lab-based things. Um, so it's updates on the evidence, but mostly um, some more advanced hands-on techniques. Um, really the main things that this institute focuses on is high-quality manual therapy combined with even higher quality clinical reasoning, clinical rationale about why you're doing what you're doing. So it's a great way to absolutely network with the other PTs there, but also gain expertise, gain practice, um, and have more perspective about why you do what you do, refining your skills, making yourself a better clinician. And it, it's exciting to go there and be a part of that environment where it's, you're there with this other group of people because all of you collectively and individually are seeking out to get better. And so it's fantastic to be a part of, and I like the format they use. Um, so I'm absolutely very excited. And, you know, when I took the time on my phone to read out that announcement, the notification, again, Nick Davis, PT, DPT, OCS, CMPT, CSCS. Now, I get that twice a day, every day. And that fuses with my identity. Because it would give me so much more pain to deny myself who I am than the pain that it takes for the hard work to achieve those things. But the CMPT part of that, that Certified Manual Physical Therapist, that's a certification through this NIOMT Institute. And what it is is you um, 
will go through, there's a total of seven classes for the level one and level two courses. You take a test at the end of those when they're all done, uh, then you'll go for a practical exam, just like any of the you know, other major hands-on PT courses you do, you have an intense practical based on all seven of these courses. And you go in there for a weekend, and you do that, and that's when you really, you know, find out to get the verification from the test, both intellectually, uh, then hands-on, psychomotor, uh, clinical reasoning when you're there in person. And that's the um, certified manual physical therapist part that I'm going after. And so I'm you know, absolutely very excited for that. I want to take the courses for that, not necessarily the certification test itself. I'll do that soon after, but I want to take all the courses um, by next August. Now part of that comes down to are they feasible? Are they within a location that I'm around? I've set myself up for success pretty well. Um, this will be the third course I've taken through them. I've got two more planned for this fall. So by this December, I've taken five out of seven. And, you know, with our program right now in Ithaca College, we go on all these clinicals, we do different things. Um, I'll have a clinical out in California, I'll have a clinical down in Texas. Um, really great opportunities I'm looking forward to that I'm going to learn a ton from. So we'll see if the courses end up lining up with that or not. But, um, you know, doing what I can within my power to get after that and make it happen. So I'm absolutely very excited for that, and it's, you know, one more thing, just going after it in life, ready to get after it. Yeah. I like it. Perfect. All right. Um, and that's, that's bringing you towards your goal. Bring me towards my goal. I like it. Absolutely. Going, we're going straight. Going straight. Both keep, of us, me and you. Keep going straight. That's it. Yes. Yeah. So, um, you know, check is back in your hands, Bob. Yeah. Now, the important question, the ever-important question What's next week? What's the next set of what's, goals here? What's next week? What are you going to attempt to fuse with your identity to become Bob Chang transformed? So, like, I, I touched upon this, like, in the middle of our conversation, like, really just reevaluating, yep. like, what I'm doing so far, like, the ad itself, the webinar itself. Yep. Um, so, again, this this Thursday at 8 p.m., I'm doing another webinar. Perfect. That's, Which is tomorrow. That's tomorrow, yep. Every every Thursday, 8 p.m., I'm doing a webinar. Yep. That's, that's the goal. Um, but what I want to do is really evaluate my ads okay. and the webinar itself. Yep. So one thing that I've been, like, really putting back is listening to the webinar replay and then fixing the kinks in the webinar. Okay, yep. Um, so I want to do that by the next time we meet. Okay. So just fixing up the kinks of okay. the webinar, re-listening to it, and then editing uh, what I need to do. Okay. So. Yep. So you want to go through the process of again listening through everything. Yep. Really touching it up. Now, does that include having kind of a? What's your process going to be for preparing for the next webinar? Would you like to meet after the webinar itself that you do, or would you like to? How about this? Let's plan a meeting a week from now, next Wednesday again. Okay. Um, so it'll be before you actually do the webinar, but by that time. You'll have listened to the webinar, made the edits, and have a game plan of what you're going to change. I like it. How's that sound? That's it. Perfect. So you're ready, you know, 24 hours in advance. That's it. All right, and I'm going to give you the check back. Um, All right, back in my go. hands. And that's it. That's, All right. that's today's episode. Thank you for joining us on Manifest Mindset.